and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and welcome back to Amateur April! All this month, we shall be highlighting artists with smaller audiences, and this one, I can tell you right now, certainly lights a flame for the future. This week's episode, we have AJ, better known as Drags, a digital artist with a plethora of characters with charisma, human or non-human. Drags is someone that I got to know because of a random server that really didn't have a whole lot to do with art, but since I've gotten to know him and know his artwork that he does, I have been interested to see what more he can do, and that's why I wanted to bring him on the podcast to, if nothing else, give him that fire inside him to really go forth and create some incredible art. If you enjoy the conversation and love the art you see in the video version, you should definitely follow them on all the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Make sure you leave five-star reviews and such. I'll be able to see that stuff, and I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, maybe you should consider going to the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com. There you can see some incredible streetwear with some outstanding designs done by some wonderful former guests of the podcast. If you want to go even further with that support, maybe you should consider being a part of the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon. There you can get early releases of episodes, opportunities to ask questions to some of the guests, bonus episodes, and so much more. Consider joining at patreon.com slash PMAP. But now, without further ado, please enjoy. The Postmodern Art Podcast. Nervous, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say if it makes you feel any better, two things. One, I'm usually always nervous myself because, like, there's always, like, that self-doubt in the back of my head of, like, am I wasting this person's time? So I totally get rid no, of No, I definitely feel that as well. That's why I was nervous to come on as well. <laughs> Trust me, you're not. If, if, if you... If you were, I wouldn't have asked you to be on the podcast in the first place, all right? No. There you go. Thanks. And also, secondly, if it also helps, don't think of this like, you know, this super high professional interview or anything like that. Don't think of it like that. Think of it like a calm, cool, casual conversation about your art. Because I imagine you love the, like, you love your art. You probably want to talk a lot about it. I'm basically just giving you a platform to just talk all about it. Yeah, and I definitely needed this because lately I've been feeling pretty down about myself and my art, and I think this is the push I really needed. Oh, well, hopefully I can give you more than a push, just hopefully there's enough safety to where you don't go fully over the ledge, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though the life experience might inspire you a little bit. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's like we go all in. If nothing else, think of it like whenever we first chatted. Think of it like, uh, what was it, JC server or whatnot? Just like yes. just, just a nice chill vibe more than anything else. That was that was a weird time as well. I'm... Everyone was all over the place because we wanted to talk to JC. Talk to JC. <laughs> I think I've left that server since, if I remember correctly. Because it's one of those, like, I never interacted in it. So it's like. I just put it in the folder that I just don't use. I literally have a folder on Discord called Barely Used. Oh, there you go. Barely <laughs> I'll leave it one day, but just keeping it there just in case. Just in case. Well, even then, you know, JC's, like, changed how he does his content now. So, I mean, it would... I mean, I imagine if you still want, like, a cool vibe place to chat or whatnot, I imagine it's still a good place for that. Yeah, I like JC as a content creator, so yeah. I stayed. 
Oh, of course, absolutely. That is why I usually hesitate to leave servers, but then I also realize, like I said, I never interacted that server, so it's like, why stay? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You're based in Australia, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. That is awesome because that makes you the second guest I've ever had from Australia. So there you go. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Who was your first? Uh, it was an artist by the name of Jabberwicks. Um, they do this like cool, creepy, like, like beautifully grotesque kind of artwork of like Jabberwockies and like all these interesting beasts or whatnot really amazing conversation i had with them because like them just talking about their lore alone like carried the entire conversation <laughs> jesus yeah it's like i can probably send you the let me open up chrome i'll send it to you, the the link to that artist afterwards because even without the conversation like their art was gorgeous with what they did so mm. they work with a lot of green so if that helps out yeah Oh, do you have any questions before we get started or anything you want to ask? Uh, not questions, but I will say that I do swear a fair bit just because I'm Australian and it's basically in our blood, so. Oh, no, trust, oh, trust me. I, fu I, I fully fucking anticipated that, all right? That's no. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like, well, not only the Australian aspect, but also the fact that, um, again, we were part of the JC server. All right. Like I know like the, the content that JC produces and what some of his friends produce or whatnot. I imagine cursing was just like par for the course. All right. <laughs> I'm not making any money off of this shit yet or anything. So I don't give a fuck if you swear. <laughs> no problem. All right, AJ, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a deserted island on your own accord. It is just you alone with your thoughts. You get to sit back, kick back, breathe, and really get to enjoy yourself. Though being from Australia, it's just basically that already. Um, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you either get, uh, one, you get to bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help enjoy your time more or less what is that one piece you get to bring with you i would definitely think youtube if internet would be involved oh, just absolutely because involved. a lot of the content creators that i like would be posting it and a lot of music that i like would still be there as well okay um, okay so just kind of that yeah, good access to that variety of stuff to make sure you can really just enjoy yourself yeah and I guess I could just record my experience as well. <laughs> Make a bit of money off my deserted island experience, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, words are wonderful. Um, <laughs> no, I, I can imagine that, like, if nothing else, like, I'm sure someone has to be curious on what the deserted island experience has to be. I'm sure most species already made a video on that somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there any like content creators that like instantly come to mind that you'd be like the go-to that you would that you would relax with probably markiplier that's a okay. really basic answer but um i use i've watched him since i was a kid so one of the best content creators i ever know yeah one of the i mean it's hard to argue especially with his longevity his consistency or whatnot of just being able to push some good content out there one aspect for another so there you go i don't blame you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, YouTube, that is your answer. You're locking that in. Mm, yep, yeah, it seems. All right, then. Then, with, 
Then with that, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash PMAP. Or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is a digital artist with a plethora of characters with charisma, human or non-human. Welcome to the podcast, AJ, a.k.a. Drags. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. My throat is a little bit sore, but other than that, I am doing perfectly fine. Well, I'm glad to hear that nevertheless, and thank you so much for taking time to be here and chatting. Um, I know ever since I've gotten to first uh, meet you in a random server, it's been incredible to see the art you've been able to develop. I definitely want to talk more about that. But before we really divulge into that, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may. I want to know more or less the origin stories of AJ. What got you interested in art in the first place? Basically, as a kid, I went through something that no one should go through. Um, and to get my mind off it, I just started drawing and drawing like pretty much every single day. Okay. Um, since then, I have improved a fuck ton. Um, but, you know, as a kid, you have no idea what happened. So just drawing was like my paradise of just keeping my mind off everything. My little corner that I just go to when I'm upset or angry. That's fair. Basically, that's fair. If that makes sense. That honestly, completely under one hundred percent understandable. I I get where you're coming from. Do you remember some of the first things that were more or less like the comfort uh, creations that you made? Do you remember some of the first stuff that you drew? I drew a lot of Sparrow stuff, like Ooh. Sparrow the plastic PS One game. Yes. I fucking adore Sparrow. It's that, one of the best games I've ever played. That actually leads to one of my one of the questions I actually had, because that was something I did notice. You tend to take a lot of inspiration from Spyro for people that do notice a lot of your art. I even saw you drew a humanized version of Spyro, which I absolutely loved. What was it about yeah. what was it about Spyro that just like grabbed your attention and like why did you why was that like the first comf- one of the first comforts for you, if I may ask? I'm not sure. I think it was just the fact that Spyro was my very first game I ever played. Okay. And that just stuck with me throughout like like fucking 18 years of living so just anything about Spyro I have been in the Spyro news for god well, since I've been alive basically since I can remember I I, really I, <laughs> I I imagine there's been several highs and lows when it comes to just keeping along with Spyro and seeing the developments and non-developments with that <laughs> oh non-developments definitely we've seen uh something we want a fourth game, basically, of like a brand new fourth game, like what they did with Crash, because Spyro has been with Crash as well, and uh, Crash got a fourth game. We're hoping for another Spyro game as well. Yeah, no, trust me, I, I'm right there with you. It's one of those, I, like, I remember playing, I want to say it was the second game, if I remember correctly. It was the second game. I remember playing that with some friends at a house one time, and I was just absolutely amazed with it, and just kind of seeing how Spyro and Crash have been intertwined, seeing what Spyro has kind of gone through from the height of its own games to Skylanders. Um, (laughs) 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 And then like the, the reignited, the reignited trilogy or whatnot. Oh, that just, whenever I got that, that just has a special place in my heart more than anything else. Definitely. And the second game is my top tier favorite as well. It's just, I love the cutscenes that they did with it at the beginning and end of every level. It was just, chef's kiss it was absolutely gorgeous more than anything else was especially what they did with that and like the storytelling they had with it 
so yeah because they'll let you know what was going on with the level and at the end you figured out how well, like how do you help them exactly exactly do you uh yeah uh, uh, again wow words are wonderful um is that <laughs> were video games like that like is there any other video games that sort of like attracted your attention more na- uh similar to spyro i guess spyro adjacent Mm, I have a few games on my desktop at the moment that I have been really into, like Terraria. I've been in that since I was like 10. Um, I have like 2000 hours. We won't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is a no shame on this podcast. No shame whatsoever. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also really enjoy Psychonauts just because of the character, like the levels in that as well. Each level is different, and I think that is absolutely amazing. It's it's amazing how the people at Double Fine were able to make like such unique level design and such a unique aesthetic for it that is both like out of this world, but also like relating to the 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 players on so many different levels, figuratively and literally. <laughs> yeah, and none of the levels are the same because exactly. no one like no one's mind is the same. No but two people, people are love the same. that as well. Hmm. So there you go. The, but going back to art for a little bit. So obviously Spyro is one of the first ones that really like was a comfort. When for when did it for you go from this like general love that you had for art to a passion and then wanting to make it your career? Oh, I I think it's just the fact that art has just been my outlet for everything. I um anything I wanted to do, I just drew. It's just something I know how to do and I'm comfortable with, basically. I'm really bad at explaining stuff so if i ever ramble <laughs> off uh, i'm sorry this is this is a podcast i encourage rambling more than anything else people can make connections <laughs> later on all right <laughs> eventually but yeah art has just been there for me i i do want to do it full time as a job when i'm older well i'm old now fuck <laughs> 18 for fuck's sake i'm old <laughs> i mean there's still I time do it <laughs> There's some time, I guess. I I think there's plenty of time, especially with how the world is these days. But nevertheless, like you know, I I, I can absolutely see like you like especially keeping up with the art that you have been creating. Like I can only imagine just how far you can go with it. I mean, especially the art style that you have. Uh, for people that are watching the video version alone, they can see with your icon just kind of the style that you've developed with. How exactly did like what were some of the influences and inspiration for the art style that you go forth with? Like, do you remember any artists or any, like, what was it like the Spyro, like we talked about before, was there like any artists that kind of inspired you to be like, I love that art. I want to replicate that. Or I want something similar to that. My biggest inspiration was, I believe their name is pronounced Emily Gis. Okay. Uh, she's a French artist that draws a lot of, uh, I think she used to draw a lot of pony stuff. Okay. Since as a kid, I was like very into like MLP and stuff like that. Um, before anyone anyone goes looking that up, I do I would warn you that she used to draw like a lot of gory stuff. So if you're not into that, um, I wouldn't recommend it. But I think she's stopped that. She's on Instagram. She mostly posts on Instagram, and her art is absolutely gorgeous. And I've, I've she's inspired me so much to draw, and it's like, yes, it's. <laughs> My most my most inspiration for that is the eyes. I used to like replicate her eyes to like study off them, okay. and I think doing that uh, just stuck with my style as well. I guess that's that's fair. That's understandable. I can 
I mean, if nothing else, I definitely got to see this artist now, knowing kind of the inspiration behind the art that I'm seeing these days. But I mean, I, especially if I'm sorry, I'm so scatterbrained right now. <laughs> Same story. <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna say? No, like it's incredible to know that, like, even at a younger age, like especially as you developed your art style, how much of an influence the in the internet has kind of had with the art that you've obviously developed. Like, I guess it's part of today's society with you know being more accessible with that kind of stuff. You know, mm, definitely. I hope I got my point across real well. I think we're both yes, on the yes, rambling kind of day. <laughs> Um, I do have an, an, a, like a whole list of artists. Yeah, go um, for it. I'm all ears. There's Melagis Sprinkles, a artist on Twitter that draws a lot of Valorant stuff, uh, mostly around the Yo Sky, a ship between Sky and Euro, uh, Spiker Monster, which draws a lot of uh, Simpsons art. They did a. I know you're talking yes. about. <laughs> they made a like. I think they're still working on a comic called Those Simpsons Kids, and the official Simpsons account follow them, and I was so proud to see that. Yes. Oh, my God. There's, also, there's Gabriel, uh, the person who draws a lot of uh, Teen Titans life stuff. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce their last name. It's just the make, the way they make their um, like their pieces look so comfy, and they make life look so comfy as well. And there's also uh, Nicholas Cole, I think the name was. They did a lot of concept art for Spartan Crash. Are they, I, okay, I can easily see that connection yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> I have a really bad hyperfixation when it comes to Spartan, so I'm sorry. Again, no need to apologize. And trust me, seeing the, the art that has gone behind you know them alone, like especially how far they've come along, I totally get it. I was going to say, in fact, what was it? Uh, on Twitter, I am mutual friends with... Um, Eric Drobile, who was an animator for the most recent Crash Bandicoot game. Uh, it's about time. Really? Yes, Holy really. Shit, that's awesome. Yeah, like, the dude is, like, incredible. He's been working on so many different things. Like, he's worked with, like I said, Crash. He worked uh, The Book of Life with Jorge Gutierrez. Um, like, all sorts of uh, all sorts of different video games and such. I think he did stuff for, like, Overwatch. Like, it's incredible the kind of career he's been able to have. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing absolutely. <laughs> so think about all these different influences or whatnot there is one thing that i noticed that was common with all these different artists that were kind of an inspiration that's more or less the fact that for a lot of them they like to emphasize on characters and that's the thing that you also like to personally emphasize on what is it about characters that just creatively gets you going they're easy basically <laughs> they're just, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it besides they're easy i cannot draw backgrounds for the life of me okay so, I, I do want to eventually make backgrounds because obviously i need to improve but just characters are just comfy for me right by I me mean, I, I was gonna say like not only is it comfy like for you like you are the most comfortable like with characters like that's what you practice with the most i assume yes 100 percent. what is it about a character that like um I'm trying to think the way to word this what is your favorite part about like developing a character or drawing a character like is it getting those details like absolutely right is it whenever you see the final product like what is it that you like the most when it comes to creating a character or drawing a character i think it's the design i believe okay. but at the same time it um say you're playing a game your main like your main focus would be onto the character 
and you remember that character, even if it's a uh, like a custom character, just having the character there, basically. Um, oh fuck, I am really bad at explaining stuff. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I was I was rattling with you. I I totally get what you're kind of getting at. Just kind of how like especially with how they looked or how they are like you the person can find a way to connect to that character in one aspect or another yeah just the feel of something as simple as ori basically or something as complex as hades those designs they just fit with the world that's yes the characters that will fit with the world Mm -hmm. that is the best i want to make something that the characters themselves could fit into the world that makes sense no that totally makes sense it's one of those like you want as much of a like lived in experience for whoever's going to be experiencing that form of art whatever you do yes there you go there you go aside from spyro because i imagine that's probably the first answer can you think of like the most aesthetically pleasing characters that come to mind Mm, hades hades (laughs) yes okay fair enough i mean to be fair especially with kind of not only the characters alone, but kind of the environment that's encapsulated and that I can easily imagine why, like, it's the most aesthetically pleasing because they built that aesthetic around those characters. Yeah. Hades and Don't Starve as well. Oh, that's a good one right there. That is very good. I have been playing Don't Starve, like, pretty much nonstop for the past, like, three days. And just, I think I used to, like, mimic the style of don't starve as well like i want to keep practicing that no that's it's just fun to do when it's easy easy oh yeah it, it, I'm, well i'd say like yeah yeah i'd say it's relatively the the character design is like simple but yet like it's very punctual like you totally get what they're going for with that game they nailed that aesthetic 20 fold oh yeah definitely just fuck it's it's so good and it fits and it's just it's iconic basically oh yeah that's the iconic why that, that's why it's had like that's I, I believe that's one of the reasons why it's got such like longevity when it comes to like people that play it and like people still remembering that game fondly like it's not one of those games that like was eventually passed onto the side like you know a battle board or something like that you know i don't know what battle board is Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll even remember that game i don't but it was basically like it was the game that released alongside overwatch before overwatch became like the superior like hero base combat champion game or whatnot i don't think this is game it looks like the coloring book <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i spelled it right but oh well it just it look, it's just a map oh, just, I think I'll, just oh, take wait. my word for it just take my word for it all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <God, I'm dumb. laughs> that's perfectly fine uh but Nevertheless, okay, so, like, you love having these characters, especially when they're, like, lived into the world. So I want to know more or less the world of your characters that you've developed because you've got at least a good couple of Sonas or whatnot. How did you develop kind of these characters that are more or less your comfort characters? You mean Robin and Demetrius? Robin, Demetrius, and your own. Um, My own is just my own. Uh, I don't have any story for them. They're just how I see myself. Okay, um, okay, fair. Basically. And Robin and Demetrius, how I made them. This is going to sound really dumb, but I made them in The Sims. Sims 3, to be precise, because Sims okay. 3 is the best one. You can tell me otherwise. Uh, no argument. Not not going to start any battle or any blab, bad Being blood. Being back here. the open world. Being back the open world. That was the best part. What do they do? 
I think it just had a lot of bugs, but maybe that's why. But I made them in The Sims. Um, one day, I think I was like 13 at the time. Okay. I was really bored. I decided, hey, I'll just make these random characters. I did like a, a number picker between like um, if they had a supernatural trait or if they were male and female. And I rolled all the numbers and Robin and Demetrius just came. Okay. Just how they were created. So how did it um, start from just like, you know, a uh, uh, random characters that you create in Sims to, like I said, more or less the characters that are like your go-to for comfort? I think it was just the fact that I just kept playing it and I was like immersed in their world. And I was like, I was just there for everything. Um, when I created them, they were adults. And then I believe I tried to remake them back in 2020 because it was on my old computer when I first made them. Okay. Um, and then I remade them, and then the game fucking bugged out. Aww. Like, the save file. And then I was like, alright, I'm just gonna remake everything. But I made them my age, and making them my age just... It was like... I felt more connected to them, if that makes sense. That makes sense, just, yeah. Yeah. Just... They've just been a part of my life since I was 13, and they will continue to be a part of my life. And I also wanted, like, make their world and draw them a lot more so i mean i can only imagine like what little taste that i have been able to see i, I want to ask like for you especially with uh robin demetrius first off like for those who have no idea what we're talking about how would you describe them and what would you say is like their most unique characteristics what is like the the thing that makes them stand out compared to just like a random npc in oblivion or something like that <laughs> robin is uh a nerd basically okay. uh not one of those like nerdy four eyes uh nerds like stereotypical nerds i'm talking like i don't really know what you're talking about um like a hard working person who loves cooking and demetrius is as fucking cliches is, is going to sound a fucking werewolf. Don't okay. blame me. Blame the number picker. Um, Again, no shame really, on this podcast. No shame. <laughs> a really sporty werewolf, basically. Um, okay, that's the part where I will shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's like a werewolf, fine. A sporty werewolf, oh, of course. He's going to use his powers for his oh benefit. <laughs> no. It was not my fault. <laughs> It was all randomly generated. I blamed the numbers. I, just, I liked it. <laughs> Blame the numbers. <laughs> I I just keep I don't know. I want to put like them on paper and I wanna I want people to like be excited when they see them because I, I just fucking love them so much and I want other people to love them as well. So I, I don't know, it just Nah, comfort characters for me. I, I mean, hey, again, I don't blame you. And like I said, like just seeing what little bit that has been out there, like I'm intrigued to see like their character dynamic a little bit more. And I'm intrigued to see more or less like what you'll be able to do with them. Uh, like, have you thought about a way of potentially expanding that? Maybe with like web comics or animations or something like that? I want to make a dating sim if I ever get medication for ADHD and finally focus on something. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to have a just a dating sim where you like pair them together. I think. I, okay. I guess. Okay. I think that would be kind of neat. 
that would be interesting especially like if nothing else like the fact that you have one of them being a werewolf alone like that that's that's a good selling point you can date a werewolf that's a selling point for the game alone um <laughs> no just like hulking them to those two up right basically. right yeah well, I mean, like, you could be one of the... Like, mm, I'm trying to think about this now, because now... I didn't even think about that. Like, I was thinking you were going to go, like, with the webcomic, something like that. But now, like, a dating sim, like, it had to be... I'm trying to think. There was a game that came out recently to where you can date, like, a Cthulhu monster. And I'm thinking something uh, Sucker like, for Love. Sucker for Love. I'm thinking, like, something in, like, the same vein as that. Like, yeah, you have, like, your one devoted character for this one, but, like... And, like, maybe you can be, like, the player could be Robin, and then the, the person they're trying to woo is Demetrius or whatnot, but, like, depending on how long or how short it takes or whatnot, like, maybe the werewolf form can, like, eventually attack them if they're not careful or something like that, or, you know, if they show enough of love and affection, it'd be, like, a little puppy to, to your Robin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I want to draw that! <laughs> Oh, I will eventually work on Robert, uh, Demetrius's werewolf form. Puppy, puppy Demetrius, no! Oh, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, you're going to write that Sorry. down. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad idea, though, especially if you're thinking, like, game-wise or whatnot. Like, I think that would be, like, something fun to see play out, because I don't know. I could be wrong, but I can't think of any, like, werewolf dating simulators out there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe instead of Robin and Demetrius, I'll make one on the side just because werewolves are cool. I guess <laughs> maybe just maybe just a bunch of like different mythical creatures or stuff like that. No, no, no way. No, it'd be different kinds of werewolves or whatnot. So you got like you know like one person who's like the the alpha of all alphas or whatnot. Like from 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 like you know going to the gym every single day to being like the biggest wolf in the yard. Meanwhile, you got another one that's like you know he's like the coolest guy in the school, but like werewolf forms like a chihuahua or something like that. You know, like something goofy like that. <laughs> oh, I wish that's a thing. God, I, I want that to be a thing. Now that sounds. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm thinking this stuff up, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, if nothing else, I'm giving you inspiration. So you might as well go ahead and get that copyright before someone else does. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, like, it, like I said, just the dating sim alone, like that'd be an incredible idea to uh, develop a lot more with that. Robin, Demetrius, like their kind of dynamic. Can you think, like, is that, like, the only outlet that you've thought of? Or, like, what would you imagine the end goal be for those two if you were to divulge more into it? The end goal, what I want to do with them, or? Yeah, like, what would you, like, what would you, for you, like, let's say, like, 20 years in the future, you get an opportunity to actually, like, do more with these characters. Like, what would be, like, the most satisfying story? What would be, like, the proper ending or ongoing story that you'd like to see between them? I do have a comic in mind. Um, I'm not sure if I'll ever do it, but I do have a like an, an idea of uh, them two first meeting when they were five. Because I had this idea of like the the, the neighbors. Okay. So one of like Robin's family goes over to meet Demetrius's family, and I always have like this idea of Robin having those like big like round glasses that make his eyes like really big like just around the lenses Aww. and demetrius have like wearing a mask because he's afraid that people will uh, be scared of his sharp little teethies mm. i just i want to expand on them and their families as well um 
the end the end goal if i ever do i want to make a slice of life comic okay just um different scenario scenarios that they'll be in um something that makes life feel comfy basically what uh gabriel does the teen titans artist i want something i want to do something like that because i think that would just be perfect for both of them i think that like just even that little slice that you gave of like their you know when they first met or whatnot like that would be something that i would love to see play out just kind of their their friendship and their relationship throughout the years or whatnot like that is that's a that's a beautiful idea i'd love to see that i really would (laughs) i'll eventually get to it just for now i need to figure out how basically okay i need to actually focus one day (laughs) that's fair that's fair but i mean while you also have them one of the things i've noticed as well as like some of the art you've created focuses on like i said before your persona the person that you've drawn yourself as or whatnot um how like for you like said before when it comes to characters or whatnot like what made you go with the way you drew yourself like what is it about yourself that made you want to create yourself as a character do you get what i'm asking (laughs) um just to show what um i look like i guess maybe okay um the ears, like the little elf ears, just because elf ears are cool and they're easier to draw. Um, horns, because horns are cool. I just, I want my persona to look cool, basically. There's no, like, story to them. They're just how I see myself and okay. I want them to look cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought with the horns and the ears, I thought that was, like, more or less connected to the dragon aesthetic more than anything else. I didn't realize yes. the ears were elves. Yes. So. <laughs> well, I was going to say elf ears because it was just easier. To describe, gotcha. I, I <laughs> Yes. It's easier to describe, yes. I was going to say, especially like the wings that you have to go with your character or whatnot, like that, I agree, that is a cool aesthetic more than anything else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were I, really boring before. <laughs> that was like the galaxy. I mean, hey, that's part of an artist. You figure out the stuff that you want to develop and make it cooler in one aspect for another. I know one of the coolest sketches that I saw that you did of your Sona that I absolutely love was the one you did for yourself if you were a brutal legend that little doodle that you did for it or whatnot. You saw that? I saw that. It is gorgeous. (laughs) I love that one. I'm sorry. I just got to say, I love it. Okay. Well, to be fair, I like putting myself in uh, games. Yeah. (laughs) I just always have just hyper fixating myself in video games. Just, I mean, to be fair, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people do that in one aspect for another, whether it be themselves or whatever character they develop. They, 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 they immerse themselves in the video games, you know? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. I just see myself in the game, like just walking along the character with with the main character. I've always done that since I was a kid. So of course it's going to be with me as an adult. I mean, I I can totally, I can totally get now that you describe some of your influences or whatnot, why you would go with a similar double fine game of brutal legend. Because like I said, with that doodle alone, like I know it was quote unquote a doodle, but I cannot get enough of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, I didn't realize they were both made by double fine. Fair. It was, it was only after I played Psychonauts 2 and, um, if anyone has played it, you could like look through other people's eyes and in one of the characters, they see they see Raz as Eddie, the main character for Brutal Legends. And I was like, there's no way. I looked it up and I fucking screamed. 
I was like, there's no way. They're, they're both good games. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's, it was so cool to me. I mean, to be fair, Jack Black, the voice, like, is a voice character for both of those games, so. He is, too. <laughs> yes, yes, that is it. The character that he voices in uh, Psychonauts 2, um, he also voices Eddie. And I was like, that's why. That's why he sees him as Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> is, is there any other video games that either yourself or you'd like to see your Sona be a part of if that opportunity was given out there? Like Dream Scenario, like you go back to like these games and develop me, like put me in this game right now. I don't care how it's done. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, all of them that I've played, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Okay, you gotta be a little bit more specific. No, I'm joking. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I, I don't want to put myself in the game. Like, okay. Like, I don't. I just like. I like seeing myself with the character, so I could be more immersed into the story. Basically, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Like with I, I recently played Bully, a game mm. from. Oh, 2006 was it? I think um, somewhere, around, somewhere around that range. I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I liked seeing myself with that character because it it made me like actually focus and pay attention to the story. Because normally, when I used to play stories, like story based games, I'd space out during important things, and I completely miss it. And it's only until like my second playthrough that I understood what happened. Just seeing myself in the game. Mm-hmm. puts my like my mind at the story and makes me focus just something to like motivate me to keep playing this game basically that makes sense i totally get that i mean especially with especially with how a lot of video games are constructed one that it's very easy to kind of imagine what you would do in that situation because the fact that for a lot of the times you technically are i mean the character is you in one aspect for another but even then like i get where you're coming from mm so yeah um (laughs) i mean we talked a little bit about the art they've like developed so far is there kind of an end goal that you would also like to see with your own art like seeing what you've been able to how far you've come along so far where you've started or whatnot like does it amaze you how much you've developed and do you and where would you like to well let me ask that first part first does it amaze you thinking back of like how art kind of was a comfort for harsh times and how you kind of developed it more to creating like incredible characters and such. Does it amaze you the fact that how far you've come along on this art journey? It absolutely does. It's just, I used to do like circles for heads. Like I'm talking like, like shape figures. Like, like, no, no, it's not stick figures. I'm talking about like full on round. I used to use one of those like, uh, math tools like the semicircle ones whatever the fuck they're called and i used to like flip them and draw a head and make some like really like 12 year old edgy shit ass because <laughs> of course <laughs> you're 12 what'd you expect <laughs> i'm going through the edgy phase don't talk to me <laughs> not now mom I not now mom i drew edgy art i tried four minutes of friends <laughs> <laughs> I chime in with that. Haven't you people ever heard of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but my end. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to let you go on. I was trying to bring us back to it. So if you want to go ahead. <laughs> sorry. 
my end goal of art is wanting to become a character concept artist. Ooh. Eventually, I, I I want to want because I don't have any like education with art. I I'm self taught. Right. Um. I eventually, want to work with Insomniac Games. That's a good aspiration. That's a good goal. Fucking obviously, because they made Spark. I mean, true, but that was aside from the point. <laughs> I just like the idea of having just a, like a. Excuse me, while my brain stops buffering. <laughs> like a freelance concept artist, okay, kind of like what Nicholas does. Um, making different concept arts for characters in games maybe even shows or movies mm -hmm. that would be awesome um i think that would be like my end goal if i ever do get to that chance otherwise i'll just keep doing commission work like as much as i can so i could self-sustain myself i mean that that I, I get where you're coming from, but also I do want to say, like, especially, like, with how video games have developed a lot more as, like, an art form in one aspect for another these days, like, throughout the past, like, even, like, five, ten years alone or whatnot, like, how much they developed as an art form, like, I could easily see, like, I could easily see how you could be able to be a part of that and be able to contribute, like, greatly when it comes to that. I mean, because especially with a lot of stuff being a lot more character based, I feel like, like if you keep up the incredible work you've been doing, like keep developing a lot you know, more and more, like you could easily be there. You could easily get there in my opinion. Thank you. That really means a lot. Honestly, I'm just being a hundred percent honest right now. Plus it's like I said, especially with whether it be like with, you know, like a big studio, like insomniac or, you know, like Ubisoft or something along the lines of that, or whether it be just like an independent game, like any opportunity to work on that kind of stuff. I imagine for you both being a lover of developing characters as well as a love uh, with a love for video games or whatnot, like it would be just a perfect marriage just to even be a part of that in the first place. Yeah, and it would definitely fit just with me. So I think that would be kind of neat to get there one day. Exactly. If nothing else, like, hey, develop that dating suit we were just like bullshitting about. Like, <laughs> seriously, that's some good shit right there. I'm being 100% honest. If I hyperfixate on coding long enough, I'll eventually do it. If nothing else, all I ask is like, you know, special thanks in the credits. That's all I ask. Um. <laughs> special thanks to this man who fucking pushed me to do my best. Exactly. And speaking of pushing you to do your best, I want to go a little bit one step further with that. And let's say you are getting to your best. I want to give you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am big shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you and I'm like, look, AJ, I know you could do some incredible stuff. We see, like, we see the foundation of something amazing here. We want to make sure that we can make it a reality. I have access to anyone and everyone in the art industry and more money than there should be possible. We should probably help with the bushfires, but uh, you guys got that. Um, <laughs> if given the opportunity, what would be the dream AJ project? Hmm. I had an idea in mind for a game a while back. Um, I want if nothing happens, if I don't do anything and I I know how to do coding, I want to make a game that's sort of like an MMORPG. Okay. Um, with the same aspect of fucking Animal Jam and Wizard 101, I guess. Okay. Something like that. 
because uh, recently I found out the creators of my favorite game as a kid, Animal Jam, of shit people are making NFTs. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> I just I want to make a game that people could like be excited to come home to. Um, a pixelated like a pixel game, maybe on a two D or like a three D two D plane, kind of like what uh, Don't Starve has. Okay. Okay. Um, character creation could be like human anther or just bipedal is that the word like on all fours i believe so yeah yeah something like that i'm i think i have something written down about the game or if it's just in my art ideas folder but if i did have that dream scenario and i could do something i want to make a game that uh, anyone could play and feel excited to come home to after like a long day of school or work and just hop on, make friends, go on fucking adventures or anything. Just comfy, basically. That because I miss I miss being a child. <laughs> fair. I miss being yeah, a kid. <laughs> that's fair, and honestly, like that sounds like a lovely idea. Hell, we'll even go above and beyond. You know, as Mister Moneybags, I'll just give you a gaming studio. Create all the games that you want. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> and for the MMO, um, I think I have a title for it. It's called, we can call it a League of Logang. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that reference? Did you get that reference? <laughs> Not the League part. But sadly, we have to get down from the dream scenario and we got to get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself five to ten years from now? I don't. I I just, I'm not a person who, like, makes stuff up for the future. I'm just living here in the present. Um, Whatever happens, happens. That's basically how I go by. But um, art-wise, I want people to excited to see my art and be proud of me of how far i've come that's pretty much all i could see in five years five or more years i guess no you know what go on sorry as simple as that sounds that's just my answer i mean simple as that may be i totally get where you're coming from honestly i mean i i I'm basically living in the moment right here with you. I don't think I really have that much of a long-term plan when it comes to this podcast and stuff. But you know what? If stuff keeps rolling with it or whatnot, if something develops out of it, I'll roll with it, you know? Honestly, man, you might not think that you're helping people uh, by doing like inviting them to the podcast, but I can guarantee you, you've helped people as well. Just having that motivational push to be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? That fucking freaked me out when you told me, like, you asked me that. I was like, me? I'm boring. What do you mean? <laughs> you're, you're helping people, like, get that motivational push. So, just, I guess, yeah. I, I, I'm certainly at least trying. It's something that I had at least hoped to do when I ever, when I did develop this podcast, you know, because... I mean, you could probably attest this as someone that's out there on the internet. It could be rough out time. It could be rough at times just trying to get your art out there and getting that, like, just people to even notice your art in one aspect for another. And like, even if someone like appreciates like a piece of art, they they, they like the art, but they don't really recognize like the artist behind it. You know? Yeah. Like that. That was the foundation for this kind of podcast. And if I'm at least reaching out to one person and they're connecting with the people that I bring on, then. 
you know, I don't care if I, if I don't care. I've said this whenever I was starting out this podcast, I don't care if I only have like, you know, five people subscribing or 5 million people subscribing. If I'm at least getting to one person and they're really getting something from this podcast, then I feel like this podcast is, is, a, is a success. Yeah, it definitely seems like, definitely is a success uh, right now. Excuse me, I really got a cough. Go <laughs> There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Um, what was I going to say? It's definitely a lot more of a success than I anticipated it to be, because I was surprised, was it recently I hit like 500 subscribers or whatnot? I was surprised by that, so... Well, you're definitely going on the track to a thousand, honestly, maybe even more than that. I, I you reach yeah. out to more artists and you both share the same community. You will eventually like grow really big and help a lot more people. Or hell, even if they're not in the same community, because that's something I want to do, like, especially with this podcast, like trying to connect like different kinds of art forms and people and different artists that they may not have thought about beforehand, but then realizing, Hey, these are cool people creating incredible stuff, whether I realize they're not, you know, mm. like one of the ones I will always champion. It's very unconventional when you think art, but I am a huge wrestling fan, like WWE and all that kind of stuff. I brought on a wrestler onto the podcast and we talked about how wrestling was an art form. Would you ever think wrestling is an art I, I, I don't I never really thought about it, honestly. You never really thought about it, but think of it like it's basically like two people that are having to coordinate together to tell a story using basically like moves or whatnot or like different sequences or whatnot with little to no talking or whatnot. Like it's just basically whatever story is being told through their actions, the sequences they do, kind of the expressions that they had throughout a match. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Never thought about that, but I guess that makes sense. And then it's, it's like I have that, and then like on the flip side, you know, I have like all sorts of like VTubers and stuff like that. Like, you know, especially when it comes to streaming, a lot of people when they think streaming, they think like, oh, we're just gonna play a video game and then get people to to come in and watch. Like that, that's what a lot of people think. But like, especially sh like with like streaming as a whole, there is so much you could do with that. And art is a major thing that I've realized when it comes to the streaming community. <laughs> yeah jeez yeah it's insane but enough about me this podcast is about you this is your podcast um <laughs> this, <Spooky>. this <laughs> you're perfectly fine but you know i've asked a whole touch ton of questions and as we're winding down the interview i have one last one that i want to ask obviously like you've deeply entrenched yourself in art when it comes to one aspect or another i mean it's something that has helped you get through and get to this point in your life how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole i'm not sure i guess i'll i'll always say this till like till i die art would be an outlet for pretty much anyone ever feeling down or angry angry excuse me <laughs> down or angry <laughs> down and angry oh my god sorry down or uh, angry down or angry they could uh express that through art basically um or if you are angry you could express that through art as well <laughs> i'm gonna look back to this podcast and be very fucking embarrassed because my brain is just all <laughs> <laughs> you know what you say that but like even then even with the the quick little flub of angie i still think that was a wonderful response and i cannot think of a better way to word it word it myself trust me <laughs> hey our, i think our brains are on the same wavelength because i'm having like the same buffering 
you know, uh, I, do you ever have IRO rat lag? <laughs> mm. Yes, yes, I do. It's 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 horrible. <laughs> it's 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 atrocious at times, but it's like when you're going through like something really serious and you're trying to like comfort someone and your brain just fucking lags. It's like, excuse me, I'm trying to help. Concentrate for two seconds. It's like it's, oh, I, it's like oh, I can't believe I'm I'm going through this stuff. You you personally, you're thinking oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but like your mouth is like, dude, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, dude, bro, that sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, bro, I'm sorry you're going through that, but cheers, um, bro. I drink to that. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm sorry your wife broke up with you, but you want to play Valorant with me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like i know we'll take your mind off of it hey waiter give me a uh, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> i i swear to god i need to make that like words are wonderful t-shirt at some point that's just a random thought i had but, but anyways that is all the questions that i have for you um i've already showered you with a bunch of praise but i'm gonna show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast i do whatever the fuck i want um <laughs> AJ, ever since I first got a chance to know you, um, it, I I've, was absolutely amazed to see kind of the art you've been able to produce and just knowing that you're only like scratching the surface with what you could potentially be doing. Like, I love the characters you developed, like with what little bit is out there, I could get so much. I can already see so much love and personality out of these characters. And it just makes me interested to see what else you have to, to do. Uh, now that I had opportunity to sit down and talk to you and really get to know your story and just get to goof around with you for, I don't know, an hour or so or whatnot, it's incredible more or less like how far the art has taken you so far. And I really can see that if you keep up with it and keep doing incredible stuff, like I just know that the, the ceiling is limitless for you. Like I am eagerly anticipating whatever happens next to you. And I think, can only hope that is like some of the incredible stuff that you really hope for because you deserve it more than anything else i can only imagine just kind of the the shit you've been through and the fact that you've been able to make it this far and do some incredible stuff like it makes me excited so thank you for what you do and i'm gonna be rooting for you every single step of the way that means a lot i'm, I'm trying not to fucking ah <laughs> that means the world to me. Thank you so much. I'm just being. And thank 100- you for giving me this opportunity. This <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just being 100 percent honest. That is all I'm trying to do. So, there you go. If nothing, if nothing else, the best way you can thank me is making that dating simulator. Come on, if nothing else. I need voice acting gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not voice acting. I don't know what their voices like sound like. Which no, is me. I, I don't care if it's like some random NPC. I just want to voice something, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, honestly. Just voicing a random pedestrian. Holy, P- pedestrian. yeah, words are wonderful. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? Random NPC on the sidewalk. You know, I think I, I talked about this on the podcast before. I've actually had a chance to void ba- voice basically a, a lead character for an independent video game. You are? Yes. Um, there's a it, there's a video game designer that I brought on back in like episode 13 or 14, I think it was. Um, but he developed this game called The Chameleon to where it basically take Metal Gear Solid, like pixels and all, 
take away the guns but add superpowers like the ability to transform into another like npc or to like dash fast or like super punch something along the lines of that um whenever i interviewed him i told him hey you know if you need like a voice actor even for like one of the side characters like i'm down like i just want the experience he's like well the main guy i had had to drop out due to life stuff the role is yours if you want it i didn't even have an audition <laughs> like i'm just as a, i'm just as amazed as you so thankfully i got to be the voice of dr f chief of lunite research for the community oh that's awesome i was amazed by it especially with how like like even though i was playing a character like hearing myself in a video game is like super surreal it straight up is that would be the dream come true honestly that's God, that's amazing, honestly. Very proud of you. I, I appreciate that. But if people want to see some of your stuff and be proud of the stuff that you've been able to make, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people down below. I am DZ underscore artist on Twitter. I am drags underscore loves underscore uh, coffee on Instagram. Um, I have a card that I'm working on. I'm um, pretty sure you could just link it down in the description. It has everything, including commissions, down below. Um, I'll send that to you after the podcast once I publish it and you could just put that in the description wonderful make sure you send it to me so I can make sure to put that and any links you may have forgotten down in the description below uh, especially for the people at home uh, do you have any final words before we sign off uh, just subscribe I guess <laughs> uh, this man this man helps a lot like fucking hell this is the definitely motivational push that I needed so just stay tuned for more i guess this is not just a like a plug that he told me a fucking gunpoint i'm literally just thank you man this is fuck this is like amazing for me well i'm i'm glad i, you I never thought i'd see myself in a podcast but here i am <laughs> well <laughs> i i'm glad to give you that opportunity and you think you're not at gunpoint now what you're married no. <laughs> my wife and kids. <laughs> you say it's your wife and kids. <laughs> With that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Thank you so much for sticking to the end of the episode. If this is your first time listening to an episode, I greatly appreciate you and your patience sticking around to the end and such. Um, it was wonderful to have AJ on. I seriously like love this conversation. Uh, more than anything else, because I know that there is some cool stuff to come with AJ. Like, seriously. Like, I know that they have... I know that he has, like, incredible creativity and some incredible stuff. Like, just seeing what little bits he does have out there, it's absolutely outstanding. And it, it's 
it's great to it's great to kind of reach out and let artists know that that you appreciate what they do have, even if it's not much. I know when I was definitely starting out this podcast, any and all little bits of support I get of people like truly appreciating this podcast, like just saying that they listen to it at all, like that really helped motivate me to keep pushing with this. That's why I still do what I do with it. Because I know not only am I having a good time with it, but I know as well that there are people out there that truly enjoy it, that truly wait for when new episodes drop and truly appreciate the conversations that I have with people. Um, And I felt like today's episode was a great example of some of the incredible conversations. Um, And also, like, I I sincerely hope that if nothing else... Like, this conversation showcases to you guys that no matter what the artist does have, no matter how much or how little they do have, even if you show them just a little bit of love and support, even if you let them know that, hey, they're doing incredible work, like, that can really push a person to really go farther with their stuff. And I know that AJ can do some incredible stuff. I really know that he can. Um, if nothing else, no joke, that dating sim that we talked about just bullshitting about, that would just be fun just to see in reality. Um, I seriously hope that he gets the opportunity to do that because it would be fun. And I, if nothing else, I hope that he gets the opportunity to do just any sort of art and to really grow more than anything else because he's got some cool stuff. He's got some incredible stuff. And... It'd be nice to see what else he'd be able to do. Even if this is this conversation was just nothing more, nothing more than just like a little push to keep going. I sincerely hope that it was just fun more than anything else. I certainly had a blast with it. I hope you guys had a blast with it as well. AJ, if you're listening to us, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And I hope you keep doing some more fun art in the future. Thank you for what you do, seriously. Keep up the awesome work. Uh, I don't need to really add any like motivational thing. I think that entire speech right there was just a <laughs> motivational quote. So at the end of the day, just whether it's yourself or whether it's other people, make sure you show them love and appreciation for the art that they do. I mean, that's more or less the thesis statement of this podcast as a whole. But no matter how much or how little an artist does, if they are showing that they have a true love and passion for this, show them all the love that you can. And with that, I bid you all a good day. Have a wonderful one.